Hello and welcome to episode 53 of the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. You do have interactions with people on Messenger, getting them into your bot, getting them to be subscribers. You can send out an email, a weekly email to them to notify them of your live show. You can send them out a text message every week to let them know that your show is happening live. But make sure, again, you have permission, you set expectations so people are very clear on the expectations on what they're going to receive and that they're very clear on how to opt out or unsubscribe. Hello, my name's Ian Anderson-Gray, and in this episode of the Confident Live Marketing Podcast, I'm joined by my good friend, Amanda Robinson, and we're going to be talking about bots, all about Facebook Messenger bots and how to utilize them in a really professional and powerful way for your live broadcasts. But we had a few problems. In fact, this was the second time I tried to record the show. The first time, there was a power cut in my village, and the second time, there was a nationwide problem with Virgin Media, my ISP for my internet. So yeah, that kind of cut out halfway through. But it just shows you sometimes with live video, things go wrong. But we persevered. And I think this is a really, really helpful episode. So look forward to sharing it with you. But first... Looks like it's time for something completely nutty. The first time we went live, there was a power cut, you know. This is the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray, helping entrepreneurs level up their impact, authority, and profits through the power of live video. Gain confidence in front of the camera, confidence with technology, and confidence with the content and marketing. Together, we can go live! Hello, it's Ian Anderson Gray here for episode 53 of the Confident Live Marketing Show. I've got Amanda Robinson on today's show to talk about bots. I'm really excited about that. So we're going to be talking about how you can use bots with live video, how you can't use them with live video, uh, and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, if you've got any questions on bots, then just pop it, pop it in the comments. And obviously, if you're listening to the, the podcast, just... Uh, Go to iag.me forward slash 53 and we can talk about that and we can we can help you out there. So it's time to talk, first of all, about my first sponsor, which is Restream. Restream is the complete multicasting suite for entrepreneurs. It allows you to basically broadcast to lots of platforms all at the same time, which is awesome. In fact, they they have over 30 destinations, which is great. So that could be LinkedIn Live, Facebook, YouTube, Periscope, loads on loads of platforms, including Twitch and things like that. So you can use a tool such as OBS Studio or StreamYard or another tool to stream to restream, and then that will take care of all your multi-streaming very, very easily. Or you can use their new Studio, which is awesome. So this allows you just to log into Restream, share your webcam, and from the studio, you can you can do loads of cool things such as being able to add overlays on the screen and uh, put comments on, highlight comments on the screen as well, which is great. Now, the wonderful thing about Restream is you can multicast to all those different destinations, but what's the point of that if you can't engage with all your audience? And so one of the things I love about Restream is the ability to bring in and highlight comments from all the different destinations that you broadcast to. So you can engage in, in the chat, which is really, really cool. And there's loads of other cool things, like you've got the ability to stream your pre-recorded videos live. So if you're a little bit nervous and you want to 
pre-record your videos and then stream those as if they're live, you can do that. And there's the whole analytics platform as well. So you can basically see how you're doing and check uh, check the analytics, check how many people are watching all the way through. So if you want to find out more about Restream, all you need to do is go to iag.me forward slash Restream, iag.me forward slash Restream. There are free plans and paid plans and the, the new studio is definitely worth checking out and it's also available on the free plan. Cool. Well, it's definitely time to bring in my good friend, Amanda Robinson. Amanda is the digital gal. She's widely sought after in the digital marketing industry for her knowledge and experience as a Facebook ads expert. Amanda teaches a Facebook ads four-week bootcamp program and runs the Swift Kick in the Ads membership. Amanda is regularly featured as a guest on digital marketing podcasts and speaks both on stage and in workshop settings on everything from Facebook ads to analytics to Facebook Messenger chatbots. So, Amanda, great to have you on the show. How are you doing? I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for having me on. I greatly appreciate it. Well, it's great to have you on. So, Amanda, how are you? How are things with you at the moment? Are you uh, you coping with the technology at the moment? Coping so far, so well. Um, everything has been going smooth for me. I don't want to jinx it because I I know all the bad tech is happening on your end. Uh, <laughs> like you're getting plagued with it right now. But uh, I'm usually the the one that walking around with a tech curse. So everything internet wise is working. Everything. Um, yeah, from all my road tripping and traveling around the country, North America, um, I've had every internet solution under the sun and everything that can go wrong with tech has gone wrong to me. So which I just hopefully everything will just stay as is for now. Well, hopefully, hopefully. Well, that's good. That's good. And where are you dialing in from today? Right now, I'm sitting in absolutely gorgeous, beautiful Victoria, British Columbia, which is on Vancouver Island in Canada. One of these days I will get there because uh, we were hoping to go to Canada this summer, but obviously that's not happening. It was going to be, uh, we were going to go, uh, well, the typical tourist route, Niagara Falls and things like that. But one day we will get over to the West Coast. That'd be awesome. It's absolutely stunning. You definitely need to. <laughs> I definitely, definitely wants to go. So one day it will happen. So when did we first meet? I, I asked you this last week, but since we're, re we're redoing it, you have to kind of go over this again. Uh, have you got any memories of how we first met? I'm pretty sure it was at Social Media Marketing World. I have uh, some vivid memories of meeting in some bar or pub and you uh, brought, bringing out your box of lots of uh, geeky toys. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, most likely with social media marketing world, probably a lot of online networking before then because we run in the same uh, online social circles. And then, yes, uh, you know, anybody who sees me at social media marketing world knows I'm usually traveling with uh, some type of cute little purse packed full of technology, whether it's uh, gimbals or lighting accessories or recording um, tools, anything to basically broadcast and record while on the go. And yeah, so that's definitely where we, we hit off in common with just tech. I can see as soon as I just put my little purse of tech up on the, the <laughs> table, you're like, okay, this girl means business. Yeah. Yeah. I have to say I was very impressed because you, you brought out a, a gimbal. So this, these are these uh, stabilizers. It's very difficult to describe. How would you describe a, describe a, a gimbal? Uh, I can just show you. It's basically like this. And this was when, when you and I first met, this was... You'll have to describe this all, obviously, okay. for the podcast listeners as well. Oh, right. So <laughs> it's a three-axis gimbal stabilizer. You holster your phone into it, and it has little motors on joints that keep your phone completely stable and level to the horizon as you maneuver and move yourself around. And uh, back in the day, uh, when we first met, I had one of the original gimbals, not not back, not where they've really updated the technology. And that thing was heavy, it was clunky, and it was expensive, but it was really cool at the time. Yeah, it definitely was really cool, I, I have to say. And I've been wanting a gimbal ever since, and then I got a gimbal, it broke. And so I've just got... Oh. A new gimbal just uh, last week. In fact, it might be the same as yours. I don't know if you've got the, the DJI, DJI um, one. Or is it something yeah, similar? Yeah, uh, this one's the Osmo 2, yeah. I believe. That's cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Excellent. Well, there we go. So, yeah, Social Media Marketing World is a fabulous conference that happens every, usually around February, March, or even April sometimes. And, um, yeah, so it hopefully will be happening next year. 
as long as we get out of this crisis. So, so I'm going to ask you a question. Uh, we're, we're not we're not going to do uh, we're not going to do a quiz because I, I've just I've just had enough of the tech. We're just going to get straight into into the question. So, my first question to you is: Why live video? You do a lot of live video, I know, Amanda. So, why do you think? Why why do you do it? And why would you say people should embrace it as a medium? All right. So I'm going to take the geeky road on this one and talk about the algorithm. So when it's live video streaming on Facebook in particular, I'm going to focus on that for a moment. Facebook um, ranks all of the content based on an algorithm, and that's all driven by individual user preferences and usage and a whole lot of data that we can't see. In order for your content to show up into the newsfeed, it needs to be engaging and uh Facebook will favor different types of content over others. So for example, if we had to rank it in order, I'd say live video content is going to get the most organic circulation from Facebook, then recorded video, then static images, and then other types of posts. So if you the link shares, for example, or shared posts or GIFs. So if you really, really want to increase your digital footprint, reach more people, connect with the people who are most relevant to you and start to build an audience of repeat viewers, which is a fantastic metric for both Facebook and YouTube, et cetera, then you need to be leveraging live video. Live video ranks higher, it gets you more organic reach, and it gives you the ability to connect with people on a human level where you are human. Mistakes are going to happen. They're there with you in the moment. They can make comments. You can respond to comments. You can interact and engage with people on the spot. That's a type of magic that where else, what other vehicle of technology allows you to do that in such a public setting to be able to grow your audience? So if you can get past the jitters of hitting that go live button, and it, that never goes away, by the way. Uh, it doesn't matter how many years you've been live streaming, you are always nervous to like, click, oh, hit that go live button. Yeah. Uh, but once you kind of get over that and and just go live, it's going to change everything for you. So, and especially if you start doing it more consistently. So live video is definitely where it's at. If it's not part of your marketing marketing mix, then it's certainly something you should reevaluate. Yeah, definitely. And I'm glad you mentioned that about the nerves and you know, the whole confidence thing, because this is what we talk about a lot on the show that I think a lot of people don't press that go live button because they're just really scared pressing the button, they're scared in front of the camera, they're scared of the tech going wrong, they're scared of looking like a complete idiot. <laughs> but I think we've and you, we've all been there, haven't we? Yeah, and you won't look like an idiot ever. And technology is going to go wrong, I guarantee it. So don't be scared, it's going to happen, it's fine. The fact that you are taking the step that you have the guts to actually overcome those challenges and fears and say, I'm just doing this anyway, because it's what, what you need for your business. It's what you need to connect with the people that you can help. It's what you need to connect with the people who are going to be the right fit for you. So it's it's certainly something, if you can, if you can balance getting over that fear of hitting that button, the reward, are absolutely worth it. Well, so you've kind of answered my next question, which is, do you still get nervous when you go live? Oh, and I yeah. think the, the answer is yes. And it's, inter it's interesting. So I, I just remembered. So last week, I normally, I normally go live once or twice every week, sometimes more than that. And last week, I didn't go live at all, just because I don't actually know why. It just, it, it just, I was focused on other things, and that's quite rare. And I found actually going live today, I, I had more nerves than I usually do, because. <laughs> Uh, because, well, just because I, I'm not doing that on a regular basis. So I, I think consistency is really important. But for you, do, what do you do about those nerves? And have you had any, any disasters that you can share with us? <laughs> 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 All right. So on the PG disasters, okay. um, <laughs> uh, so I've, I've got my sidekick, small dog. Everyone knows him at Canada, small dog. Uh, and he's not small, by the way, he's rather large. And uh, when I first started getting into live streaming, you know, you, I work from home and just having the habits of the dog toys lying around. And of course, while I'm live streaming, that's when the dog wants attention. How does he get attention? By grabbing a squeeze toy and squeaking that squeeze toy as loud as he can and as aggressively as he can. And uh, he likes to do that while I'm on camera. And sometimes when I'm on camera, I get a little bit lazy. I don't always dress properly from, I'm like the pajama pants on the bottom kind of thing. So during the live stream, it was early on when I first started live streaming, I didn't know how to like turn my, switch my video off or do anything to be able to compensate for that. Um, so I just had to sit there. I didn't want to get off camera because then you'd clearly see that I was dressed from the top up and not appropriate the bottom down. <laughs> 
I couldn't go get the squeak toy away from the dog. So that was one example. Uh, another example is where I was live streaming with several people before all these tools existed that allow us to bring on guests in a, in a more appropriate way. And I remember I was interviewing Azrael Ratz. And it was an hour-long interview. The content was freaking amazing. Knowledge dropping everywhere, left, right, and center. And there was no audio for Azrael at all. And to this day, he has never let me live that one down. So that was very embarrassing. But these things yeah. happen. And, and it's, it's fine. It's fine that it happens because it teaches you what can go wrong and you grow from it. So that eventually you are getting much better at live streaming. You're getting to the point where you're delivering content in a way that you can actually just be yourself and connect with the people who need to do business with you or who you can help. And ah, it just gets so much easier as you go. So those mistakes will happen. Don't worry. Don't fret about it. Don't stress. It's going to happen. It's so it true. to all of us. I mean, things do things do get easier, but we do have blips from now, now and again. So the, the graph, I think, you know, your confidence levels go up, but occasionally there'll be some blips along the way, like I've had over the last couple of weeks with these tech disasters. Um, but yeah, yeah it, it does happen. Um, Martin Bucklands is, is watching on LinkedIn Live and he says, oh yes, I can relate to nerves. Martin's great. He he's uh, I've, I've mentioned Martin quite a few times on the show. He uh, speaks all around the world. He's a, he's a very uh, sought after a speaker and full of confidence when you meet him in, in person. But uh, he really struggled with pressing that go live button. It's, it's something about the camera. The camera can sometimes be this energy sucking device and it can make our <laughs> brains go completely mushy. And uh, yeah, so, um, well, thank you for sharing those disasters with us. It always makes, makes me feel a bit better. I'm not the only one. Um, so let's talk about bots. That's, that's uh, the main topic of today. So uh, what are bots? Um, I mean, we Probably most most of my audience will have heard of messenger bots, Facebook messenger bots, and maybe some on, on other platforms. But if, if you could kind of like describe what a what a bot is in a tweet, what would you say? Or a couple of tweets. Messenger marketing chatbots, automated conversations with predefined responses uh, in a choose your own adventure format. I think that's that might be a tweetable. That's good. <laughs> Essentially, bots are uh, a lot of people might hear the word bot and they might think of a, of something spammy or something negative or something that they just that has no human interaction or it's a really bad thing or something that's trying to pass off pretending to be a human. And that's not what we're talking about here. Um, we're talking about messenger marketing chatbots. They are a marketing tool. They're not like email. Uh, some people compare them to email because you can broadcast messages out to people and communicate. They're, they're basically an automated conversation. It's not AI. It's not artificial intelligence. It's not learning as it goes. Uh, it's basically an automation. So it's automated responses. You create those responses, you program it to say what it's going to say, but you give people the opportunity to either click on a button and get an, a response back, but depending on what button they click or to type in a word, depending on what keyword they type in, they get a certain response back. It's another tool in your marketing mix that can help get people information a lot faster. If you want to test one out and you're watching on Facebook, there is a link that I dropped into the comments here on Ian's live stream, as well as over on my digital gal page stream, you can test it out. There's a link, click it, and you can walk through a test bot there that'll give you a really uh, good little nugget here of um, uh, packed in a free live stream for you on how to do Facebook ads with messenger bots. So messenger bots, that's kind of what they are in a nutshell. That's cool. I think with, with bots, I think it, they can get a bad press because some people have implemented messenger bots in a really bad way, in a really spammy way. So I think sometimes we've maybe had some bad experiences with that. And, and obviously it can be, it's really probably down to implementation. And from from what I know, there are bots on a lot of the different platforms. I mean, you can get bots on a lot of the different social networks, but specifically today, we're going to be talking about Facebook Messenger bots, um, because yes. I think they're they're probably the easiest to get your head around. There's some great tools out there that will help with that. I think you've answered the question why bots as well. But when it comes to live video in particular, but um, but just generally, one of the things that I've been put off with bots is are, are the rules. So mm -hmm. you know, in the in the in the good old days when when messenger Facebook Messenger bots came out, it was relatively simple. You could just create these bots that would. Uh, you, you could get your audience to subscribe to, and then you could just send them loads of stuff. <laughs> and uh, 
you can't really do that anymore. So um, there are some rules when it comes to messenger bots. Can you maybe take us through some of those and, and maybe, uh, you know, how we can actually not, not get around those rules, but how we can actually use messenger bots in an ethical way that's actually going to also be helpful to our business? Yes. So bots are what I would consider the wild, wild west of a new marketing channel. It's giving a a lot of power into the hands of a lot of marketers who really don't know how to use it. So we have seen quite an evolution lately of when bots first came out, uh, marketers getting on board, trying to use bots, and then just going way overboard and spamming their audiences. And that was not good for any of us. And Facebook at the same time, Facebook is trying to allow bots, uh, allow the technology to um, live symbiotically with the platform. Um, Um, but also protect their members, protect us as users to make sure that we are not getting turned off of the platform and having it turn into just another spammed out marketing channel. So we don't want it becoming your inbox where it's all those junk mail notifications and things that you don't read anyway. So we want to make sure that we protect that inbox of your messenger, Facebook messenger inbox, and that we only have high quality content going out there. So messenger marketing bots are a permission-based marketing channel. What that means is that in order for you to send something, send out any type of marketing to any of your followers, they need to first become a subscriber to your bot. In order for somebody to subscribe to your bot, they have to have interacted with it. So all of those, I'm seeing uh, a few people right now go through my bot as we're talking, (laughs) Um, who are clicking on the link in on our Facebook descriptions here. I'm watching you go through the bot and you've had to opt in. As soon as you clicked in an engage, that's an engagement, you've opened up a 24 hour window of time where I can communicate with you and it's not considered spam and it's perfectly acceptable for Facebook's terms. So it's a 24 hour window. Back in the day, we used to have 24 hours plus one. What that meant is I communicate with you for 24 hours and then after that 24 hour time has eclipsed, then later on down the road, say a week later or a month later, I want to send you out another broadcast message to hook you and try and get you to re-engage again and reopen up that 24 hour window. We used to be able to do that. We can't do that now. So a lot of live streamers you would have seen would have sent out a broadcast message every time they have a new live every week. Once you subscribe once, then you were on these notifications every single week that, you know, new episode dropping today, click and watch. You can't do that anymore. Well, you can, but it's all permission-based. You have to get people's permission. So not only do you get permission when someone opts into your bot and they opt in by engaging with any of your widgets or tools that get them inside the bot. So that can be clicking on a link to get inside to the bot. They can be uh, clicking on a link in an email. They can be uh, messaging your page and asking questions. And that can can open up that 24-hour window. There's lots of different ways you can get people inside your bot from outside of Facebook. It doesn't all have to occur on Facebook. Uh, But once they get in that bot, we've opened up that 24 hour window. And uh, with that being permission based, we need to keep asking their permission and people need to keep opting in to receive notifications of the next live that you're going to do. And then the next live. So when people are giving you the permission, they're only giving you permission for that particular scheduled event. They're not giving you permission for every event you do live from now until the end of time. Facebook is really protecting us from getting spammed out. And even if you want to receive something, you're like, yeah, sign me up. Let's get those notifications. Well, you might get three or four weeks of notifications in, and then you just sort of turn a blind eye to it, and it just becomes white noise, and it becomes annoying. And, and then you start to get turned off of the Messenger platform because you might have two or three of these on, on the go at one time. Facebook doesn't want that to happen. They're helping to protect us, keep those inboxes clean, keep their users happy, and keep us all engaging on Messenger. But Messenger marketing chatbots can be a fantastic tool for getting permission from people to say, hey, do you want to get notified when the next episode drops? Yes. Well, Facebook and um, Messenger marketing now have this thing called one-time notifications. So you can get somebody to opt in and interact with your bot, open up that 24-hour window, engage, and that's what you're going to see in the example bot that I've given you today. You can engage, but at the very end of that flow, you're going to hit this one-time notification request. Hey, do you want to get notified when Amanda goes live on her show next? Yes. You click on that get reminder, and you've now given me permission to market and reach out to you one time outside of that 24 hour window on purpose, but it's specifically related to that event that you are saying, yes, I want to opt into. Now there are so many ways you can break these rules. 
Right now, Facebook is essentially, they're giving us these rules. They're asking you to follow it. The tools such as ManyChat, which is what I use for building my messenger marketing chatbots, they're also trying to provide us tools to make sure that we are compliant. But there are still ways around it, and you can very easily break the rules if you're not paying attention. Now, what happens when you break those rules is Facebook will do one of two things. They'll either um, they'll give you a little slap on the wrist, and they'll put you in Facebook jail for a moment and restrict your ability to use Messenger as your business altogether. So you won't be able to send messages at all from your page for generally a month period of time. So they kind of give you a slap on the wrist for a month. And then after that, it'll open back up again. Or if you've really broken the rules blatantly, um, they'll shut down your entire account. And it's it's a no questions asked. You can't get that account back. It's game over. You're done. Uh, and if you, as an, as an individual, try and start up another page and try to start up other pages, it, you know, it becomes like a game of whack-a-mole. Uh, Facebook keeps trying to stamp out bad advertisers, these bad actors. And so even if you legitimately do make a, uh, an innocent mistake, the rules are, uh, they're there and you have to follow them. And if you do get your account shut down, None of us want to see that, and we don't want that to happen. So that's why when it comes to messenger marketing, we need to follow the rules. The rules might sound really difficult and very cumbersome, but really it's just permission-based marketing all the way around. Make sure you have permission for everything you're doing, and double-check that you have permission before you go ahead and just say, oh, I'm just going to blast this out to everybody. And the tools such as ManyChat are restricting your ability to do that now as well to try and help keep us all compliant so mistakes can't happen. So I hope I'm not intimidating everyone here listening about the rules, but I think it's also good to make it clear that it's a great marketing channel, but once you start leveraging it, it's great, but you definitely need to do a little research before you just dive right in. Well, I I think it's so important to talk about these rules because what we don't want is people to set up their bots not know what the rules are or just be a little bit ambiguous about it and then get them get themselves banned from using Messenger for a whole month. I mean, that sounds horrendous. I mean, that could really affect your business. And so being able to know what those rules are is, is going to be so important. What will happen if you try, if you inadvertently try and break a rule, like you try and send out like a, a broadcast to people who haven't opted in, does it let you do that? No, the tools have been evolving very quickly to adapt to Facebook's changing rules. So to, to keep everybody compliant. So the things that there's generally just a little bit of crossover. As the rules evolve, the rules are changing. There are functions that uh, you may have been able to send out a broadcast to everybody in the past, but now you can't send out a broadcast to everybody without you know doing some checks and balances first. And so ManyChat has notifications, a ton of communication in every, and they walk you step by step so that you basically will have to break the rules on purpose to yeah. get around it. But again, if you... If you're not taking it seriously enough as a marketer and you're like, oh, I don't care, whatever, just send it out anyway, you know you're breaking the rules, but you may not know how serious the consequences are on that. So ManyChat really is holding your hand and walking you through all of the rules and structuring all of their tools and rejigging all their tools to help you stay compliant and to help help you make the right choices to make sure that your communication falls into the right category of can I send out a message related to this? Can I send it out to you know, this batch of users, how do I, how do I bucket these users? Now, the one piece I haven't mentioned here is that again, chatbot messenger marketing tools are absolutely evolving and new this year, ManyChat has brought on the ability to send SMS uh, text messages and to send emails right from within the platform. And again, it's permission-based. You have to get people's uh, phone numbers and get them to opt in to receive texts. You have to get people's email addresses, have them opt in to receive email from you. But once you have an opt-in on those, those don't follow the same 24-hour rule. Those don't, they, they fall into a different set of rules, but um, it's not, those interactions aren't taking place in Facebook Messenger. So if you want to send a text message, that's not on Facebook Messenger. If you want to send an email, that's not on Facebook Messenger. They follow their own rules, which is basically making sure you've got opt-in permission digitally that you can trace back and say, yep, I got their permission right here. So that's something to keep in mind. So if you do have interactions with people on Messenger, getting them into your bot, getting them to be subscribers, you can send out an email, a weekly email to them to notify them of your live show. You can send them out a text message every week to let them know that um, your show is happening live. But make sure, again, you have permission, you set expectations. So people are very clear on the expectations on what they're going to receive and that they're very clear on how to opt out or unsubscribe. So 
Those are things to keep in mind. Really love that. Yeah. So, so you, you, you've been mentioning ManyChat a lot. This is ManyChat.com. It's a messenger bot platform. Definitely go and check it out. I believe there's a, a free plan that will allow you to, to dip your toe in the water and have a little play with it. And there are, and actually, they, from what I gather, the the paid platforms, the paid plans are not that expensive. So it's a great, it's a great place to start. So say, for example, you created a bot. I'm not talking about anyone in particular here, <clears throat> but uh, you created a bot uh, a, a few years ago and you've got loads of people who subscribe to it and you haven't really done very much and you want to send out a message to people who are subscribed. What can you do about that if you've had it for a while? And obviously you want to start again. Do you have to get rid of all of those people or do you have to, are you allowed to, t- to send them one message? No, you, at this point that window has closed. So you can't reach out and send them another message. There are lots of other ways around this. I mean, if you have a customer support issue, you can, you can open it up a, a one-on-one conversation with somebody for that purpose, but it has to match that purpose, but whatever. Um, no, basically if you have a thousand people who interacted with your bot, uh, six months ago and, you didn't know what to do with them at the time. You haven't done anything. They're just sitting there dormant. You can't reach out and send a new message. But what you can do is technically all of those people have messaged your page because if they're interacting with Messenger and your bot, that's messages back and forth to your page on Messenger. And you can create an audience of people to send Facebook ads to to anyone who has messaged your page in the last 365 days. So if it's within a year, you can go and create a Facebook audience. You can retarget all of those users with a Facebook ad, get them to click on a link or comment with the, on the post and have a bot connected, whatever it takes to get them back into the bot to reopen that 24 hour window and start engaging with them again. So it's not a complete loss. Now, if you're not intending to do that anytime soon in the next year, if you're not trying to look after those people and they're just kind of hanging out on your bot, I would clean that list. I would get rid of them as subscribers. I would unsubscribe them. Why? ManyChat is extremely low cost when you start, so $10 a month, but then it starts increasing the more subscribers you have. So if you have subscribers on there that you're not going to be marketing to, get rid of them. That's a really good if you're starting with your bots. It's probably a good idea to think about the strategy first, think about what is it that you're actually going to do, because what you don't want is to just have a little dabble and get loads of people onto your many chat list. And then, and then of course the window closes. So that, that wouldn't be good. So what are, what are the, some of the best examples of bots that you've seen right now that we could maybe learn from? So I would definitely highly recommend following everything and anything that, that Kelly Noble Marabella puts out. She is fantastic. She's creative. She's clever. She is the trainer for many chats, uh, training programs, but she does some very, very clever things with bots. One, one of the things that I would really like to have you experience is when you comment on a post that has a bot connected and you get delivered a load of value. So say you're doing a live stream like this and say you, you have some type of freebie that you're going to give away with that live stream stream you can say comment the word freebie below we don't have it connected on this don't try it here you can comment the word freebie below and the bot will send you that whole free pdf or that whole free training webinar or that whatever whatever piece that's a fantastic use and you can have special nuggets um, or special keywords that you have peppered throughout your live stream that you're only using on the live and you can drop it at an appropriate time and let people comment and get that freebie with your bot then they've become a subscriber they've been given a load of value so their first interaction with that bot needs to provide value to them and be wow it's got to be packed with wow or make them laugh or make them feel like they are having an adventure because if you are just putting them into a bot right away and then asking them for a ton of their information, like give me your name and your phone number and your email address, opt in for text messages and jump through 300 hoops before I might give you something that you're trying to get. You got to impress them first because then going forward in the future, if someone sees the opportunity to engage with your, their, engage with your bot, they're more likely to go, okay, I trust this. It was fun the first time I did it. There's good value in it. I'm going to need to do this again. And it keeps, it trains your audience to keep re-engaging with you, to keep getting all the goodies and the fun things that you're packing into your bot. You can have GIFs in your bot. Your responses can be a GIF. You can have a video uh-huh. response. You can have an audio response go out in your bot. You can get really creative. Um, I did a, uh, I do a chat bot every single year on Valentine's where I make a really funny Valentine's bot. It's a compliment bot. It's not collecting any of your information for any other purpose other than just to get you in and compliment you. So I sing you a song. I read you a poem. I do all sorts of fun things just to make you laugh and smile because it's fun. You can do fun things with the bot. I have a, a dating bot 
It's not live. It's not active. You cannot go through this. But (laughs) back in the day when I was uh, dating, I had some really, really terrible dates, um, online dating. And I'm thinking, man, the system has to be better. There's got to be a better way to like pre-screen people because this is not working. So I made this huge dating bot to pre-screen and check off everything uh, and rank you on a point system on whether or not you meet enough criteria points to even get a date. It was hilarious. So you can have fun with it. I run (laughs) trivia games with with the chat bot so every christmas i run i'm running a 12 days of christmas uh chat but i've done it for clients for years now doing it for myself and it's loads and loads of fun to keep people engaged coming back laughing getting fun content and coming back for more so you can use your live stream as the point of entry into all of this fun fair that you're having behind the scenes in the bot you can make the bot a fun place for people to come together. You can collect user-generated content through a bot. So you can run a contest, collect images from people, and enter them into the contest for an opportunity to win whatever. Uh, just make sure if you're running any contests, it's all compliant with raffle giveaways and uh, GDPR and everything you need to know. But there's so much you can do. And you can use your live stream as your gateway of entry to get in, get people engaging with that bot. So take those opportunities, use the comment growth tool and use different keywords. There's links that you can have pushing people directly into the bot. There's landing pages. So the bot example that I have on this live stream here, if you're looking at our description on Facebook, you can click on that link and that's giving you an example of what a landing page looks, looks like. So many chat has a landing page. People go to that landing page and they opt in from that landing page. So there's so much flexibility, so many fun things you can be doing with that bot. I think you asked me yeah. one simple question. I think I just went on a complete rant. Well, <laughs> it just shows you, yeah, you could be so creative. And obviously you've thought about all these different things. And, and I, I think maybe one thing that I've found about ManyChat or Messenger bots in general is that it's is, there's almost too many things that you can do and it's almost overwhelming. So actually talking with other people, getting ideas and jotting some ideas, having a, like a strategy, time of strategy is really, really important. I want, I want to bring in a comment if that's okay. Uh, yeah, and then sure. you can, you can follow on with, with what you're going to say, because Brad, Brad has been patiently waiting for this. And he says, what's the, what's the best way to convince people to provide you with their email and phone number for the SMS? And this is something I'm really interested in. I think at the moment, the SMS, the text messaging part of ManyChat is only available in North America. I don't think it's come to the UK and Europe yet, although I could be wrong. So I'm, But I'm particularly excited about this because it's the... So unfortunately, it was at this point that there was a nationwide shortage with Virgin Media and the show cut out. But thankfully, we got things up and running. So let's fast forward a couple of minutes and here's Amanda back. So sorry about that, everyone. Uh, it seems like the technology disasters keep coming on and uh, I have I lost my internet then. So we had a power cut a few weeks ago. If I can bring in Amanda again, I don't know whether she's still here. Hello. There we go. OK, yes. OK, right. right. Sorry. Sorry, everyone. So Steve, Steve says, uh, welcome back. And then Brad says, how ironic that you freeze and then disappear just as you're answering my question. (laughs) So um, (laughs) let's go back to the question. We've had loads of comments actually since then. So Brad says, what's the best way to convince people to provide you with their email and phone number for the SMS? Right. So the best way is to first build, earn their trust first. So give the value, give value up front and then ask for uh, those higher degrees of opt in after. So if you're just going straight in and asking for it, eh, you could do it. But I'd certainly recommend making sure you're giving them something first or proving proving that you're a trustworthy source first and then starting to ask for it after. Concise answer, because I think we should probably move on with with the show before I have any other problems. And it is actually time to bring in my next sponsor, Content 10X, Amy, Amy Woods. I don't know if you've met Amy Woods, Amanda. She was at uh, Social Media Marketing World a few years ago. Um, but yeah, Content 10X. So. Here we go. So I actually interviewed her last week and I thought I'd uh, bring her in just for this part of the show. So I'm excited. I'm joined again by Amy Woods of Content 10X. How are you doing, Amy? I'm great. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, it's great to have you on. Well, I thought, uh, again, we'd bring you back and we would uh, basically talk a little bit about your service at Content 10X. You've been sponsoring the podcast and show pretty much right from the start. So yeah, tell us in your own words, what is, what is Content 10X and what do you, what do you offer? 
So at Content 10X, we're all about content repurposing and we help you to get the most value from the content that you create by repurposing it. Um, so turning things like live streams into podcasts, into social media videos, into blog posts and show notes and, and everything that you can do with single pieces of content. Um, we work with live streamers, podcast video creators, bloggers, and through our service, we do it for you. Through our podcast and our blog, we teach you how to do it. Um, through the book, we teach you how to do it as well. And then through our brand new Content 10X Toolkit, we show you how to do it as well. So that's what we do here at Content 10X. I'm excited about the toolkit. Just tell us a little bit more about the toolkit and how people can find out about that. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, said we're really excited about it. It is the kind of one-stop shop for everything that you need to repurpose your content if you are a video creator or a podcaster as well. So it's just full of video tutorials and templates, swipe files, uh, checklists, step-by-step -step guides to show you, so to stop overwhelmed, to stop Googling or trying to figure it out yourself and just show you how um, to implement best practices in content repurposing and to to find out more and to get a copy of the toolkit um, you just need to head to content10x.com forward slash toolkit awesome thanks amy you're listening to the confident live marketing podcast with ian anderson gray well, there we go. And thank you, Amanda, for letting me know that one of the other tools that we're using in the background is not working. I can't do anything about it because that site is down. So just to let you know, Amanda. <laughs> but um, awesome. Awesome. Yes, yeah, another thing. But yes, uh, do check out uh, Content 10X. They are awesome. They've been sponsoring my show and podcast for ages, and uh, they're just a really, really great resource. So, um, so thank you for bearing with me, Amanda. Let's move on and talk about... So you mentioned a little bit more about reminders. So it used to be the possible possible to send out reminders for your live videos and for replays. And now we need to be a little bit more clever about that. Have you got any thoughts on how we could do that so that we can send out reminders? Because it's not just a case of saying, well, my audience have opted into this, so they're okay with this. Well, that, those aren't the rules, the rules they have to opt in every single time. So have you got any ideas on that? And then moving on to the comment opt-in triggers as well. If you tell us a little bit more about that. So to get people opting in is just making sure that throughout the show, you're giving them the op opportunity, the option to say, if you're watching this and you want to get uh, notified of next week's show, make sure you click on this link. Or if they're listening on the, the podcast, uh, make it a, an easy quick link to remember you do a fantastic job with your links where you have iag forward slash and then whatever the easy reminder is you can connect that to your bot and have them opt in so it's just a matter of rem remembering to ask people to opt in every single time rather than not you can also make sure that if when you send out the reminder for this week you include the option to opt in for next week's show so people can just confirm as they go and in mm. it Sounds a little more complex than it needs to be. Just keep it very simple. And you can also ask people how they want to be communicated with. Maybe people do not want to get a notification in their, in their messenger inbox every week when you're going live. Um, I have lots of friends that live stream. I, I follow their shows. I want to see their shows. I do not want their notifications in my inbox, in my messenger inbox. But if you were to send me an email reminder every week, I'm okay with that. Or if it, a text message reminder... Maybe, you know, so it, it depends. Giving people the option of personal preference on how they want to be communicated with will help and it'll help prevent you from exhausting your audience with notification overwhelm so that when you do have a really important, interesting thing that you need them to pay attention to, your your audience is not getting tired of your call to actions. So that's where as you're live streaming, just making sure that you are continually offering up options for people to opt in. Or if you are sending out that automated uh, broadcast to your one time notification list, those people who opted in for that one time notification, make sure it also includes the option option for them to opt in again for the next the following week's information and make sure you're asking people if they're not in your in your follow-up cycle have the opportunity to use things like the comment growth tool on your live streams to get people who have not opted in or have not already been engaging with your bot to get into it so do we want to talk about the comment growth tool i think we do all right, let's do this. So it's a cool little tool where if you go and create your Facebook post or you create your Facebook live feed, 
once a post is live on Facebook, then you can go and create a messenger marketing chatbot flow or conversation that you can attach to that live stream or attach to that Facebook post and say anyone who comments with the word high heel shoe, (laughs) that will trigger the bot to send them a direct message in Facebook Messenger. Now, that first message, that initial message people are being sent, it's an opt-in message. So if they don't interact and engage with that message at all, they're not becoming a subscriber to your bot. If they do interact and engage with that message that they got in their inbox, then they are becoming a subscriber to your bot. So you might have, I'm using this with real estate teams, for example, right now, we have lots of videos, not live video, but we have lots of video content going out for all of their different listings. And depending on what video um, listing we have out there, if someone comments on that listing, the bot is sending them an opt-in message saying, hey, thanks for commenting on this property at 123 This Street. Would you like the full spec sheet and information on this property? Click yes. And if they click the yes button, they have interacted with the bot. They have given permission for that marketing and the bot sends them the information they're looking for and they become a bot subscriber and they've now messaged the page. So now I can put them onto a Facebook ads audience of people who have messaged that page. So it's another way to grow your audiences for your marketing. So overall, it's it's a fantastic tool, the comic growth tool. Now I'm just going to give you a little, little caveat that with bots, because it is all new technology, it's two different systems learning how to play nicely with each other and learning how to play nicely with all of the rules. There's hiccups sometimes with the bots. There's hiccups all the time, actually, with the bots. The comic growth tool is a little bit of a wild card doesn't work all the time sometimes you have a comment growth tool running on a post and first you know 10 people to engage with it no problem the 11th person the bot just goes to sleep just doesn't want to send and then you know the 12th to you know 20th person fires no problem so just keep that in mind they're not perfect they're not flawless they're slightly flawed but i'd still rather capture the majority of people that i can through that communication versus none uh right now links if you have just a url that's pushing into that bot. Those are having some hiccups on iOS devices. So on, on iPhones right now that they usually resolve those issues within about 24 hours and you're back up and running again. So you just don't want one of those happening while you have a bot going through a huge launch where you're trying to get hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people in through a link. So my advice for that is use bots in various ways, whether it's a scan code for those that are listening, I have a QR code on the lock screen of my phone. That's my business card. People can scan and get into my bot that way and see my business card and get all the information and start engaging with my bot that way. There's links to get in. There are comment growth tools to get in. There are landing pages. There are all sorts of different ways you can get people engaged in the bot. So if one tool isn't working perfect 24-7, you should have a varying degree of different tools, different ways you can get people in. Wow, that's that's amazing. You you must have, I mean, how many sequences do you have in ManyChat? Have you counted? Uh, Hundreds, hundreds, but I don't, I don't look at them. I keep my mini chat extremely well organized. There's folders in there so you can organize everything into folders. You can keep it very clean and clear. And I also have a system where I connect. I I don't like dead ends. I like to keep everything into like a a closed little ecosystem. So for example, I use, I use messenger, messenger bots for all of the registration for both of my programs, my four week bootcamp program for my four week Facebook ads bootcamp and my swift kick in the ads uh, program. So I have two different programs all of the membership signups are handled through my bot but what happens is at any point through all those different bot conversations look at think of them as having a conversation if i pick up the phone and have a conversation with ian i'm having one conversation i might hang up the phone with him pick up the phone and call small dog and have a conversation with small dog that doesn't really happen but anyway um and then and that one so those are two different conversations they need to be filed differently but if they're all related to each other i don't want to run into a dead end i want to make sure that this conversation points to that conversation that conversation points back to that conversation so people can have a choose your own adventure but they never run into a dead end so i keep everything organized tightly in folders and i just build out all these little snippets of conversations and make sure that they go somewhere so as a user you can generally keep browsing through and and keep self-serving more and more and more information until you get bored and don't want to keep going that sounds good yes organization is absolutely key when it comes to creating all these sequences in many chat or in, in fact in any tool really it's really important so got a final question for you amanda thank you so much for for helping us navigate this whole the whole realm of bots but if somebody is going live or maybe their audience is not on facebook so they they're going live to say linkedin live or youtube can they still use messenger bots presumably yes absolutely yeah 
Let us know. Absolutely. You can uh, just just know that when someone clicks on that link or uh, you can't use the certain growth tools like the comment growth tool, that's only going to run on a Facebook post. Um, but you can have links that point into your bot. So if anyone clicks on the link, they can they will get served the opt in via Facebook Messenger. So what's ha- what happens is someone clicks on the link, then their phone will get a boop with their notification on Messenger. If they have Messenger on their phone. If they don't, then it's hiding out in their inbox sitting over on desktop when they eventually go open Facebook and go in there. So if you're if you're trying to push this out to an audience of people on LinkedIn who are just not Facebook users, they're not on Facebook, they're not using it or on Twitter, they're not Facebook users, then it may not be the most appropriate channel. That makes sense. Well, thank you so much, Amanda. It's been great to have you on the show. Yeah, thank you so much. So how can people find out more about about you? Is there any resource that you can point people towards in terms of learning more about bots? Or of course, the other thing that you are a master at is our Facebook ads. So how can people find out more about you? Best place to go is I'm at the digital gal all the way around the web. So go to the digitalgal.com or facebook.com slash the digital gal. Facebook's the best place to hang out with me. And the other thing is interact with the bot that we have attached to this broadcast. So click into it, engage with it, poke around, and then you'll have the option option to watch a live broadcast on how to use Facebook ads and connect them to many chat for messenger marketing bots. So if you're interested in geeking out at that level, definitely check that out uh, with the link in this broadcast. And yeah, come hang out with me online. The uh, next round of the Facebook ads four week boot camp kicks off next week. So, oh, that's, well, that's, a, good, that's a good time. So, yeah, definitely check out uh, Amanda's website. Uh, Amanda is just so, so good at explaining all this technology and, and helping us understand that. So, if you're looking to get started with bots, now is actually a really good time, I think, because the number of people using live video, the number of people using Facebook and social networks has gone through the roof. So, mm-hmm. yeah, ch- check out Amanda. That's and- great. Well, The last tidbit, uh, not to promote, I want to make sure that you're getting all the information that you need. If you're just learning how to start with messenger marketing chatbots, go follow Kelly Noble Marabella, go and follow her chatbot training course, all the free material that she puts out on her YouTube channel. She is the best place to start at learning how to create bots from scratch using ManyChat. It's not as hard as we make it sound. It's like a bunch of little Lego building blocks that you can just assemble in any way that you want and be creative with it. So get started and don't don't wait, but go follow her channel, Kelly Noble Mirabella. She will definitely be a great resource for you getting started. That's good. Good tip. Yeah, Kelly is awesome. So definitely check out Kelly as well. So thank you, Amanda. Thank you so much for persevering with the power cuts and the, the uh, I don't know, I just, I give up. But I don't give up at all. But, if, you know, I do feel a little bit like going and having a long lie down in bed after the end of all of this. But, uh, but yeah, you've, you've given so much value. Thank you so much for that. Um, so we'll leave it there. So I encourage you to level up your impact, authority and profits through the power of Confident Live Video. See you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray. Be sure to join the community at iag.me where you can continue to level up your impact, authority and profits through the power of live video. And until next time, toodaloo. The first time we went live